pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Audio Vault on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. Wednesday on r r in the morning. We were looking back at the Spurs game. It was late, but we got it off. Did Wimby square up against KD? Trade deadline came and went. Did the Cowboys improve themselves? And there is a World Series game, even if nobody cares. Now back to the blitz. Joe, Monday night, you get the Jets and the Chargers. Is that a good football game? Yes. <laughs> of course it is. Oh, it is the Blitz here on 94.1 at San Antonio Sports Star. He's Joe Reinagle. I'm Jason Minix. The Cowboys do not make any deals on this trade deadline day. Let's talk about it with Shereen <laughs> Williams from Pro Football Talk as she joins us on the Buyers Barricades guest line. Shereen, before we get into the Cowboys and them not making any trade, it, it's Halloween. Uh, happy Halloween. What, what's on your top five Halloween candy list? Um, how about some Reese's peanut butter cups, okay. some peanut M&M's, yep. a crunch bar, okay. um, Kit Kat, mm-hmm. and anything else with uh, chocolate and nuts would be great. All right. That works works for me. Not right. bad. You're the Snickers only one that's like, mentioned right? Nestle today, by the way, the Nestle crunch bar. Yeah, that's true. I haven't, haven't heard that. I'm just glad you didn't say candy corn. You learn a lot about people with their choices of candy. Oh, no candy corn. Yeah. 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 That's why you're (laughs) such a a distinguished guest for us. Because, yeah, candy corn is. Well, it's kind (laughs) of like the Cowboys on trade deadline. It's just blah. Blah. Yeah. Agreed. They didn't do very much, and I don't think anyone's surprised. That's kind of been their M.O. over the last few years. It's been a long time since they've made just a huge splash at the trade deadline. So here we sit with the same team that they put on the field last week, which is a pretty good team. You know, Shireen, and, and a lot of people have been saying this, and I, I kind of give Jerry Jones a little bit of a break here. They did make some, two pretty big moves in the offseason, uh, although no. I, I wish they would have done something, at least depth-wise, even if it wasn't a big splash. But they did make a couple of moves early. Well, yeah, other teams made moves too early too, so that's just that just evens itself out. So <laughs> all teams made moves in the off season. I don't care if it was trades or free agency. Every team made a move in the off season. That's just a ridiculous argument. They needed to make a move. All these teams got players for next to nothing. I mean, would you not give up a third round draft pick for a Chase Young? Yes, a yes. Come on, yeah. Make the move. So even if it's for a half season, he can help put you over the top. Just look at that. The 49ers have not been able to get after the quarterback. Now look at their pass rush. They've added Randy Gregory in the past two weeks, and now Chase Young to go with Nick Bosa and all the other guys, Javon Hargrave, all the other guys they have on that defensive line. They are going to be formidable. They are going to come after you in waves. So I love what the 49ers did. Um, and some other teams as well. But, 
you know, I think teams don't get very much at this time of year for players most times. So why not make a move to shore up some of your weaknesses? You know, we had talked about maybe a linebacker where they had the injury to Leighton Vander Esch or, you know, maybe some, some secondary just depth there. Again, not going to cost you very much to make that move. I would have even liked a signing of now that he's on the Bills practice squad of Leonard Fournette just to have a big back in there on, on short yardage and in goal line situations, but they didn't make that move either. So, and he wouldn't have cost you anything. So, no, I, I think they could have made moves. I think they could have gotten better. And by the way, you're going to have some more injuries. This isn't it. This isn't all the injuries you're going to have. So, you better like your depth. You better not just like your starters. You better like the people behind them, too, because you're going to have to play those guys at some point. Shereen Williams from Pro Football Talk joining us here on the Blitz and kind of feeling like I think most of you listening right now about the Cowboys not doing anything, uh, especially at depth. I mean, you know, there was talk about a corner out of Chicago. You saw, uh, you know, Cleveland making a move with an offensive lineman. The Cowboys have some depth there. I believe Jerry when he says he likes his roster, but there could have been some depth moves. Do you think it's because of their lack of draft capital going into next year, or he just, I mean, Jerry is not afraid to take risks and spend when he feels like the value is there. But at the trade deadline, it always feels like he wants to underpay instead of overpay. Although I look at a lot of these deals today and say, well, nobody why why couldn't the Cowboys do that? Yeah, that's the thing. And they gave up the fourth round pick, which they overpaid for Trey Lance. So I don't know. I, I said on the show last week that, Maybe that scared him off because after they gave up that fourth-round pick for Trey Lance, John Lynch came out more than once, two or three occasions, and said, well, we didn't want to trade him to the Cowboys, but, boy, they gave us way more than anybody else was offering. (laughs) And he said it repeatedly, and it was not smart. And I love John Lynch. He's one of my favorite all-time guys, but it wasn't smart on John's part because teams are going to be reluctant Some maybe – at times to, to trade with the 49ers if they're going to come out and get ripped like that. But he did. You know, he ripped the Cowboys for, for what they gave up. So I don't know if they took a step back at that point and said, all right, we, you know, we've given up the fourth-round pick for, for a quarterback who's not going to see the field, we hope, this year. So, you know, let, let's use our draft capital. We're really good at the draft. Let's use our draft capital. But, look, they have a, a team good enough to win the Super Bowl this year. So if it's me, I'm pushing my chips to the middle and going, I'm not, I'm 81 years old. I'm Jerry Jones. I'm 81 years old. I'm not playing for next year. I'm not playing for the year after next or the year after that. I'm playing for this year. I think I have a team good enough to win the Super Bowl. I'm going to push my chips in. I'm going to give up a draft pick or two and go get me a player that I think can help me this year to win the Super Bowl. So I'm kind of disappointed that they didn't do that. I just I, I would have liked to see, even if it's, again, if it's something for depth purposes behind some of the starters that they have, I, I think it would have been a good move. And, and yeah, you look at the compensation of some of these guys who were traded today, you're like, well, I would have given that up. I, I would have given up a third-round draft pick for Chase Young, period, end of story. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Shereen, when you look at it, and the Cowboys have to move forward now the the way they are, my main concern is that offensive line. Uh, Tyron Smith, you just don't know yeah. if he's going to be uh, – and, and they had another one hurt last week. And everybody's on Tony Pollard. I think some of it might be Tony Pollard, but some of it just 
flat out might be that offensive line not doing its job in the running game, which I think is going to be important as we move forward. 100%. Totally with you on that. There are tons of question marks there in that offensive line. Uh, and, yeah, just Tyron Smith's inability to stay healthy is at the top of the list. Is he going to be there for you when you need him? And, you know, can't go sign Jason Peters. You know, he's with Seattle now. I think Seattle he signed with. And so he's gone. So there's there's not a ton of guys out there. Roger Saffold signed today with the Jets. So there's just not a ton of guys out there on the free agent market that you're going to be able to replace your offensive lineman if they get hurt with. There's, they're just not that guy this year. They were able to get Jason Peters last year. So, yeah, a little concern about the offensive line. I'm with you. They need to perform better than what they have. And I do think a big part of the lack of the run game, consistency in the run game, is because of that offensive line. I 100% agree with that. And, again, I would have liked to have seen them get a big running back, you know, somebody who can help you on those short yardage goal line situations that I don't think they have uh, right now and, and may not have all season. You know, Shereen, is, is a, you mentioned big running backs. Um, it, it, is the Tony Pollard featured back experiment at, at this point a failure in a sense of they're not trying to run the ball. They're not committed to running the ball. He only had 12 carries the other day. They have a big lead in the second half, and they kept throwing the ball. It almost felt like Kellen Moore was calling the plays, or during the bye week they found his old playbook and put – I mean, because it looked like last year's offense to me, but they didn't run the ball even though McCarthy tells us they want to be committed to the run, but they're not. Is that an indictment on the offensive line or on Tony Pollard? Well, or on Mike McCarthy, is it him just not calling the plays? And I, I don't really know the answer to that, but I was going to point out that that was his criticism of Kellen Moore after they had their philosophical differences was, I want to run the ball. We have a great defense. I want to protect our defense. That's sure not what they did against the Rams when they had the big lead on, on Sunday. They threw the ball on the field, and they did it very successfully. So I'm not arguing that, that you know, they should run it more. I'm just saying that was his argument for getting rid of Kellen Moore, and now, you know, they're running it less than they did last year. So, yeah, I I, I think he trusts that Prescott a whole lot, and I, and I think that's the direction that they're going to go, which is fine. But at some point, you're right. You're going to have to run the football. If you have to go in the playoffs on the road to a cold weather city, you're going to need to run the ball, particularly there, but elsewhere in the playoffs. I mean. You just have to run the ball. If you can't run the ball, it's really hard to get to the Super Bowl. The Colts were able to do it one year when they ranked either 31st or 32nd in rushing offense. I can't remember what, what year it was. But uh, um, uh, but if you, if you don't run the ball, normally you're not going to get to the Super Bowl. So they're going to have to run it at some point this season better than what they're running it right now. Well, and be committed to it. Yeah, and that may and that may happen this week, Shereen. And I look at this week, and, I, and not disrespecting any of the teams the Cowboys have beaten, but when we looked forward to that San Francisco game, we we all know what happened. I think this is a similar game and a similar test for the Cowboys. Uh, do you think they look at this game in, in the same light that they're up for it? I know Dak Prescott said, "Poor honey on him," and he's ready to Hope go. The bear. So I, I just. This, to me, is is a big game for the Dallas Cowboys coming up. Oh, it's a huge game. There's no question about that. They need to win this game. Otherwise, you're, you know, you're again two games back, and 
on this one you can you can draw even and in fact have the have the advantage um, in, in tiebreakers if you win this one. And there's a long way to go, certainly. But yeah, they've been so good at home. Eleven game home winning streak. Two losses have been on the road. They haven't been as good on the road. You, again, you're probably going to have to go on the road. You're probably going to have to win some games on the road at some point to to get to where you want to be. So this would be a start for them to go into Philadelphia and win. And if they do that, next week when I come on here, we're going to be talking about, yeah, you know, the Cowboys are legit. It's going to be sort of like those first two games we saw. They're legit. You know, they've, they've now beaten a, a really, really good team, and they've beaten that team on the road, and they look like a team that can go win it all. If they win this game, I think that's what we're going to be saying a week from now. Well, and and if they win, I think Dak has to have another great game, and he's been great, uh, you know, the yeah. last couple of games throwing the ball. And he, I mean, was he 28 and 7 against the NFC East throughout his career? He's got yeah. a, a pretty dominant record against Philadelphia, although I'd argue this Philadelphia team isn't the same. And Last year, when he beat Philadelphia, it was Garner Minshew, and when Philadelphia beat Dallas, they were playing Cooper uh, Rush, yeah. and, and the Cowboys played a pretty right. good game in that one. Yeah, and that's the thing. is Neither one of them had their quarterbacks for both games in the series, so hopefully they do this year because you want to see those guys at their best, and, and we want to see a great game. And, and so I'm I'm really looking forward to this game, and I think – yeah, they use the 49ers as a measuring stick. I think this is another measuring stick for them in the NFC, obviously, because right now maybe we don't rate the 49ers above them, but after that beatdown that the 49ers gave them, it, it's hard, even with the 49ers on a three-game losing streak, it's hard not to say, and with what the 49ers did in, in at the trade deadline today, to say the 49ers aren't the better team. So, you know, we feel like they're chasing probably the 49ers and the Eagles, maybe the Lions, but, you know, they're right there with, with all those teams. They're all very close, but at some point you've got to get over that hump and win one of those games, and I, I think this would go a long way and give them the confidence that, hey, we are one of the Not I, I know you can say it, and it sounds good, and, and you hear it in your head, and you think it and all that, but until you actually do it, do you really believe that? And if you go out and stink it up again against the Eagles like you did against the 49ers, now you've lost the two of the best teams in the NFC by a wide margin. So you don't want that to happen. And that does affect your confidence. I don't care what they say. That has to affect your confidence. So to me, this is absolutely 100% a must-win for them. Season's not going to be over if they lose it. But I just think it can do a ton for them if they win it. Shereen, I've got one question for you. I, I'm a big football geek. I love watching the NFL, but some of my colleagues around here get on me because they they think the NFL is, is the morning show guys. The morning show guys uh -huh. are down a little bit, and some of the games are not so good. What do you think of the state of the NFL game right now? Well, you know, I think partly that Sunday night game was so terrible that you know we we all wish we hadn't seen that one. I think some of the scheduling for <laughs> Some of these standalone games have not been not been good this year. So, you know, I think the Broncos, somebody's coming up that's just a stinko game in, in two weeks. They have until next week to, to flex that one, and I sure hope they, they flex it. Um, I can't remember who it is, but it's a terrible Sunday night game coming up. So I sure hope they flex that game. But we, we have seen some bad standalone games uh, with Sunday kind of standing out. So I think that's kind of been it that's played into it. 
And there maybe haven't been as many close finishes as we've seen in recent years. You know, you used to always get these emails from the NFL on Monday morning or Tuesday morning saying, oh, you know, record number of close games, you know, these, this many games. I haven't gotten those emails this year of, of the number of close games because I don't think we've had as many close games as we've had in past years. So I, I do think that right now it's down probably a little bit from what it's been over the last few years. I yeah. agree with that. I think it's the uh, the thrilling Raiders Jets matchup in a couple. Yeah, weeks. that must be the one you're talking about. That's what it is. Yeah, and then <laughs> I think that's and that's it. followed yeah. by the uh, uh, thrilling matchup between uh, Dobbs and Wilson, the Vikings and Broncos. That was it. It was the Vikings Broncos game. I was thinking of. Yeah. Not that like, one's just going to be Trey. You've got to move out of that one now that Kirk Cousins yes, is gone. Yes, yeah, I agree. Raiders-Jets isn't even really that much more attractive. Uh, it's mean. a good it's game. not that good either. Yeah. I'm going to ask you a quick knucklehead question, Aggie-related, before we let you go. And I know we're, we're running late. But you mentioned Detroit. Um, if the Aggies were to part ways with Jimbo and call Dan Campbell, would Dan Campbell leave the Lions to go home? I don't think he would, but it would certainly be worth a phone call to make. I think the next head coach of the Aggies will be Mike Elko. I think they'll probably go after him and, and get him whenever that is, whether that's after this year, next year, or whenever it is. I think you know maybe somebody gets to him first if they don't make a move this year. I think he's probably the next head coach. But Dan Campbell will be – can you imagine him as a college coach? Oh. <laughs> as much energy and emotion as he has. I think he would be ever, even better in the college ranks than he, than he is in the pro ranks, and he's pretty darn good in the pros. Well, and I don't know. The Aggies would pay him $12 million a year, and he wouldn't have to live in Detroit. <laughs> there is that. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. Follow Shereen on Twitter, at NFL Shereen. And uh, – Pay attention to everything she's doing over there at Pro Football Talk. Happy Halloween, Shereen. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Shereen Williams on the Buyers Barricades guest line, where they provide traffic control, rental, and sales for San Antonio and beyond online at buyersbarricades.com.